Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Two in the Cooler. If it's your first time joining us on the show, please be sure to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And as always, you can follow us on social media at Two in the Cooler. We're posting clips on there every day, as well as our Who Would Win of the Week polls, which is always a ton of fun. And if you like the show, please be sure to share the show. Because if you enjoy it, obviously the people that you like are going to enjoy it too. And the more, the merrier. Sharing the show really helps us out a lot, so we really appreciate that, guys. This episode of Two in the Cooler comes to you in affiliation with Instacart. Throughout everything that's been happening in 2020, Instacart has been, without a doubt, the best way to get your groceries. Thanksgiving is finally here, and for your last-minute items, there's no better way than to get them delivered right to your door in as little as one hour using Instacart. The best part is right now, Tune the Cooler listeners get free delivery on their first order of $35 or more. Just hit the link in our show notes to get that deal. Shan McDonald is a guest on the episode. A lot of fun to talk to. She's got a new business called Willy Nilly, uh, handmade jewelry straight from Austin, Texas. You can follow her at feeling willy nilly spelled w-i-l-l-i-e-n-i-l-l-i-e check that out you guys are gonna love i've got a pair of the the strawberry earrings that she handmade um uh, she sent them over for my girlfriend i got them right here they're awesome uh you can check those out be sure to do that shannon was a lot of fun to talk to uh especially because she's actually our cousin so we had to have her on for the thanksgiving episode even though we can't be together this year, we had to find a way to get, you know, a little bit of, of, of family time doing it uh, via via the internet, via technology, and we're happy to share that uh, with you guys uh, through the podcast. So hopefully you guys are doing all right. Thank you again for listening. Enjoy the episode. Did you guys hear about this? conspiracy theory that uh, Hillary Clinton and Carol Baskin are the same person. Because I'm starting it right now. <laughs> I was going to say I haven't heard of it yet, but I can get on board with it. I, I, I think we could have some fun. I mean, we already... No, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe they just look kind of alike. And I don't know which one of them I'm offending more by saying that. I think they have similar... I think they have similar personalities. Similar personalities. I don't... Yeah. You think they have a mutual love of big cats? Yeah. And, yeah, maybe killing people. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not think that through. <laughs> I was like, I've got a great. I'm like, I was like, I've got a great way to start the show. It's going to be so much fun. And then, <laughs> and then here comes Matthew. Just comes right in. Benghazi. <laughs> Welcome to Turn the Cooler. <laughs> yep, we are back. What here. is it? Episode thirty-four here, Andy. Yes, thirty-four. Episode thirty-four. Um, good episode coming at you today. We've got a really special guest this week in honor of, I guess, Thanksgiving, kind of, right? It kind of worked um, out We've got way. our cousin. Yeah, we've got our cousin, Shannon McDonald, on the podcast. Welcome, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Hey, guys. Live yeah, from I, Vietnam. Yeah, wherever she is. I know. It looks like she's a... Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Trench warfare type like of scenario. Them, 
an air of mystery. Is that what goes on yeah. down in Texas or what? <laughs> well, I'm so in Florida. You're in Florida? I am. This is how much research we do here on this podcast. Yeah. Um, are you there because Steven is there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, just visiting. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, so I brought my box with me. Yeah, that way you could um, yeah, <laughs> live like you were at home. Fair exactly. enough. Oh, So, I mean, Handy, it's been a week since we talked. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we got on the table today. What have you been up to? How's uh, life? How's living? Uh, How's Rochester? My God. Okay, slow down for a second. A um, lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> Rochester is the same. It's cold and uh, it's dark. <laughs> so... Uh, so, you know, you have to be, you have to come visit very soon. Um, have you, you have gotten to, you have any, have you gotten any snow yet? Yeah, like a tiny bit. Um, you remember Snow Shannon? Barely. It's a distant memory, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds like the dream. Um, I wish but, we could, I was going to say, I wish we could say the same. But, uh, you know, just like, just like the typical, just like the typical Rochester stuff, things are going on. Uh, what did I, what did I learn? I learned recently that, um, so a couple, I guess a couple things happened. Um, my neighbor, the guy who lives upstairs, uh, one of them, their mom is a cop. So he's got the, he's got the dirt, he's got the skinny on everything that goes on in or like around. And so I guess this house down the street they're not going to hear this, but this house down the street, there's some, like, great, like, old, like, massive houses. And this one house down the street is like a, it's like a, it's like a sanctuary for, like, like, prostitute robbers. Like, it's like sex workers that break into people's houses and steal things. And there's this guy that owns one of the, because a lot of the houses are, broken up into apartments the way that this one is but but some of them you know are owned by people that just have a ton of money and they're just one space so this guy is like a lawyer and it's this great house at the end of the street that's got like these big columns and stuff on it and apparently it's like a uh, yeah it's like a, a a sanctuary for like these prostitutes that they don't rob any of the houses on this street but i guess like the surrounding streets they'll break into and then the cops will show up at you know this mcmansion because they'll be like okay well you know we know that uh you know some of these like cat burglar prostitutes were breaking into something a couple streets over um and then i learned i learned a lot of weird stuff well there was only one one other thing that i learned from this guy was that there's Another place on, you know, Park Ave in Rochester. It's like one of the main, you know, big big deal right. downtown. It's, yeah. Uh, it's called the Snuggery, and it's owned by like these two women, and it's like a, you know, it's like one of those weird things. If you didn't guess by the name, where people pay by the hour, like to cuddle. Mm. Like nothing, like you know. They just cut. They just, just weird. This, it's, weird. Just, it's not weird. It's just cuddling a stranger. 
So I have okay. Have you? Have you <laughs> one who is who? Do, who is employed by the snuggery? Like who are they hiring to cuddle people? And what is the qualification for yeah, like looking to sign up? Well, I'm Just saying like. Like, do you have to, yeah, is there, like, extensive training programs that you learn how to cuddle properly that uh, that they force you through? I think just probably, like, living you have a to good cuddle home them? growing up. Do you have to cuddle them, like, in the interview? Like, is that the interview process? Come I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's a small, locally-owned business. Doesn't have a lot of employees. It's just these two women that, you know, own and operate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's the weirdest business idea I've ever heard in my entire life. Supply and demand, Matthew. Okay? Yeah, I mean, I guess people don't like to be lonely. People, I guess you it's know, fair. They got their needs met, I guess. And as far as I know, those women are not committing any uh, any snatch and grabs, any any break-ins. Um, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how if their business has taken a big hit from COVID. That's probably the least COVID-friendly yeah, business. Now they probably say that out loud. Uh, what That's are you gonna do? Dangerous. I could go. I got immunity still. Oh, to yes, I signed up. I I could go cuddle. Um, here's uh, Andy. Have you ever been robbed? No, I never have. I've been robbed a few times. Um, <laughs> the first time that I ever like really was like, holy shit, though. Uh, was I like we? I walked back into my apartment one morning. Um, we had been out of town for hockey, and um, I don't know exactly like what I don't remember like exactly what I realized, but like I walked in and I walked up to my room, and then like shortly after, I realized all of our doors upstairs were like kicked in because they were all locked, so they were all kicked in. And like our, people's like TVs and Xboxes were missing. So then I was like walking around and I was the only one home so far. And um, yeah, our back door was kicked in. So that was, that was a time. Another time I didn't actually, it was, it was when I still lived in the dorm, but the hockey house all, where all the guys lived, um, we were all there on a Saturday night and we had gone out and everybody kind of fell asleep. Like people sleeping on the couches, like there's people all over the place. But everybody, like we, it was everybody was like so like asleep because we were just out all night that um, somebody came in and robbed it with people sleeping on the couches, and they took like we had like a sixty inch TV in the living room. They just straight up took it. Nobody woke up, not one person. <laughs> nope, people's just sleeping on the couch everywhere. The only reason that like we, well, I guess one person did notice. Whoever was robbing the house went in, started going into people's bedrooms. And our one buddy, Ryan Logar, was sleeping in, in his bed and he had his wallet on his bedside table and he like thought he heard his door open. So he looked up and there was somebody like with a flashlight, like virtually right over his bed, like trying to grab his wallet off his bedside table. And then the dude ran out, but they already got all the stuff wow. they needed, I guess. So those are my two good Rob stories. These prostitutes are getting bold out here. So I, so I used, to, yeah, we used to keep our hockey sticks in our rooms as weapons, just in case. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you meant to like, like save them. Like, no, no, just the no, important no, no. stuff. That was like one thing. Like we would go, we would go, we would wake up in the morning, and there would be like chairs stacked up, so they could like try to like see if our windows were unlocked, or like if you forgot to like lock your car, like our trunks would be open and stuff. They would never take hockey equipment. 
which I understand the concept. Like they, yes, they just, exactly. They just, because of the well, they just wanted they wanted to take like laptops and stuff that they could sell fast, but a hockey bag is worth way more than any laptop that you would find in somebody's house. Yeah. But people will search for it harder, you know, like, and you'll know that's your hockey bag when you see it on Craigslist. Yeah, I guess. And it's easier to find because they can carry a few blocks and you can still like, just follow the scent like a Yogi bear cartoon. You guys are ridiculous with the scent <laughs> stuff. It's, no, we're not. In fact, we're actually not pushing it enough. We're downplaying yeah. how bad it smells. <laughs> it's yeah, okay. the no sense anymore, Matthew. You're just immune to it. It's terrible. Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I guess. I don't know. I think that I, I take very good care of my, my hockey equipment. I don't think it smells that bad. Comparatively, I mean, you got to – I mean – it's never going to smell great. Like, what do you expect? I mean, you're like, it's like, it's like your workout clothes all the time, except you can't just throw it in the washing machine because it's not a t-shirt. I got to think all the rocket dryer, so I bring it home. I hang it all up on the rocket dryer. Now, because of COVID, I, I spray it with disinfectant. And then I zip up the bubble of the rocket dryer, turn it on for like two and a half hours, and it heats it, dries it, disinfects it, and descents it. Sense it. Yep. <laughs> so, how about that for a bad smell? And I'm mostly working at you. I guarantee you, it still smells bad. It's still probably not good. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you do to it. <laughs> it's called the smell. It's the smell of hard work, Andrew. You should try to. You should try to <laughs> learn it sometime. All right. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That is the smell of something else. No. I don't know what it's the smell of. All right. All right. Away from the smell. So. <laughs> Shannon, I wanted to definitely talk to you about like Thanksgiving and stuff like that and what's kind of going on um, and just COVID in general and what it's like, whether you're in Florida or Texas and stuff like that, because up here it's um, like Erie County where I'm in, my apartment just got re-shut down. So everything's back to takeout and everything's closed again. Um, Andrew in Rochester, I believe is still yellow, which is what Niagara County is too. So they still have like some stuff open it, it's um yeah but they're they're on the bubble of getting shut down so yeah. what's it like at home in texas what's it like there in florida yeah um it's a good question texas is i mean texas is not doing that great right now there's a big spike of covid uh in the state but um i'm in austin right so they're fairly liberal there and like stuff has already been pretty much closed this whole okay. time a lot of takeout, a lot of outdoor eating if, if places are open. And then like everybody just wears masks all the time. So I don't know. It, it doesn't feel all that different than it felt at the beginning other than now it's like a lot more people that I know are, you know, one degree away from it or or yeah. uh, experiencing it, you know. so Yeah, and I think that's definitely like uh, – I, actually, I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, Adriano. Um, he's the Lewiston police officer and he was saying kind of the same thing. He's like, honestly, he's like everybody and their mother either is sick or is close with someone that's sick right now. So you just kind of got to be careful. So with that leaning into Thanksgiving, I mean, what are your Thanksgiving plans and are there any, like, did they put in any rules or stuff that you guys are supposed to follow for Thanksgiving and stuff like that? Um, not exactly. Right. So like I, I mean, I'm keeping it pretty low key for Thanksgiving, but um, 
I don't think there's any official rules of how many people you're allowed to have at a house or anything like that. But you know, the guidance is all like, Hey, just don't. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, be cool. Just be cool. Behave. It's just like the government flipping a chair around and sitting on it backwards. (laughs) Just like, let me level with you guys. It's not not going well. (laughs) No, we're not doing too hot. But I mean, I was thinking, thinking about this week and having it be Thanksgiving and, you know, obviously this year is going to look a lot different than other years, but it was making me think about uh, our trips to Brooklyn and doing Thanksgiving growing up. Um, and I, I mean, I just wish we could do something like that. That would be way more fun than all of this. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, um, I know it's something that Andrew, Andrew and I have talked about. Well, not just specifically Thanksgiving on the podcast before, but um our our family dynamic kind of and how holidays have always been a big deal and as like time has gone on thanksgiving has become less of like a big celebrated holiday with everybody in different places but yeah new york city when we used to go to uh, our uncle jack's for thanksgiving that was definitely one of the coolest like memories i think probably all of us have going to the macy's thanksgiving day parade every like yeah. every other year whatever it was and yeah you definitely miss stuff like that um, yeah, they were even showing, like uh, the clip of when uh, Barney got uh, you know murdered by that hey. lamppost, and yeah, we were right there sad. for that. And I don't remember it because we were really young, but we have pictures that are for, like thirty feet away from that balloon coming down. And uh, I mean, it's tr- it's traumatic, I'm sure, in some ways, but like that's really like that's pretty awesome. Yeah, have you checked in on that recently, Andrew? Like, are you sure that you haven't, you don't have some repressed trauma from? He he does. It? <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, a hundred percent. I mean, just <laughs> on his on his list of traumas, it starts with the the Harry Potter book uh, release, and Barney <laughs> is just right after that. Um, yeah, just just a notch below. Um, I would and. Speaking of Uncle Jack's, now that we say it, that is one place that was definitely not COVID friendly. That we would sleep like I think there was like forty five people in that house at some points yeah. in time, and oh. it was no bigger than my current apartment. Yeah, we would just get packed into that basement, and it was like, how many blow up mattresses can you fit into one? Yeah, place? it was pretty much just mega bed. Is all it was. It was just one big basement turned into a giant bed which i've since then attempted and it's very it's been very successful but i, I also remember just, that the whole time fucking... we went there i only slept on a bed one like an actual bed i only slept on a bed one time there actually and it wasn't even for thanksgiving we had gone um because for matthew uh when he played travel soccer they had something and oh, yeah, like we a went to and we stayed with uncle jack that's the only time that i had slept in a bed uh in that in house room. We remember sleeping on everything else, sleeping on a cot, air mattress, I don't just think, the floor. I don't think that I even slept on a bed that weekend. I probably still got punished to to an air mattress. I remember – I also remember um, being there when we were there to clear it out after Uncle Jack had passed, and it was like mid-July, and it was 18,000 degrees. And I remember sleeping in the family room just on the ground <laughs> – and being so rug. hot, yeah, yeah, on that rug, on that, yeah, so on that rug, it was like uh, I did the not oldest want to rug of all rug. time, the rug yeah. where COVID started. It was so hot <laughs> that like I was sticking to the rug, and they were like, "Here, sleep on a blanket." 
but like the blanket was making me even hotter. That was probably <laughs> it was the most just an old potato sack of my life. It, that uh, that was not a good night's sleep. I could tell you that for free. And all I could ever think about when I was in that house is that little shrunken head that was in the back room of the basement. That thing still like haunts me to this day. There's yeah. that, Andy. You know the community episode where Troy and Abed have their dinner party because they just moved into their apartment. And Pierce gets Troy that scary little fucking troll looking doll that Pierce had in his house. That's like, that's what I think of when I think of Uncle Jack's house. Like, is that little scary troll doll and how that thing will haunt me forever. I remember, like, we would use every single dish in that house, right? It's like Uncle Jack was there by himself, so he would probably use one plate, one fork, one knife, and that's it. And we would pull up every single dish. They were like all old and dusty. And the one time I remember finding an egg beater, but it was like you beat the egg by hand. It was like a little rotating thing. Yeah. I don't know how old I was, but I remember like just not even understanding. What it was. <laughs> yeah. What when is we this were... <laughs> this actually okay? Go ahead, Andy. Then I have a, okay. a million dollar idea. Don't let me forget. When we were cleaning out the house in the back cabinet. The last thing that was in there was this old can of pudding, this old metal can of pudding that was like basically like war rations from like (laughs) World War II. It wasn't that. I think it was from like the 50s. It was from the 60s. It was from the 60s. I'm pretty sure it was from like the mid 50s. And you like it, you had to like open it with a can opener for. It was a pudding cup. It was like an old 50s pudding cup. That you would have to open with, like, I don't, they probably just did it with, like, a fucking knife. Like, you take it to school when you're a kid, and then you just fucking leave it to Beaver, pulls out a Swiss Army, and just stab them. Like, that's insane. We did it with the Swiss our, Army, too. We did it with our teeth. You gotta eat the tin. That's valuable protein. We can't let it go to waste. That's how the commies are gonna win. <laughs> I had an idea last night, actually, for, um, and it was, Definitely because we were thinking about Thanksgiving because I had a little uh, Friendsgiving action yesterday, um, which is all right. I'm not a big fan of Friendsgivings. It was actually my first career that I was willing to attend. I just don't and like I, the and word I did play. it because I had to. But yeah, I, yeah, maybe that's part of it. But I, then I had this idea. You know, like the electric like um, trimming knives that they use to trim like turkeys or that like they have at like carving stations. You know. Yeah. So I had, why not make all knives, like even like little like steak knives that you keep in your drawer, like have a little spot for a double A battery, boom, pop it in, make every knife like an electric cutting knife. So you don't even, you just literally, you don't even have to do any work. Wow. It's like those little, those toothbrushes that are, you know, it's like a powered toothbrush with a battery. Yeah, so you put the ba- – it's like a power toothbrush. You just put a battery in it. It's not easy as long as – it's not difficult as long as you have double A's laying around. Pop it in. Boom. You've got a little electric knife. You never have to worry about cutting anything again except for maybe your own fingers. And uh, that sounds I don't like know. Some, um, that sounds like some like world of tomorrow like at like the, the 1964 World's Fair. Like, the, World's like, Fair joy, like you know, look at the kitchen of the future. And like the you know, there's like a robot dog, and there's Andy, like I'm putting in, actual I'm, I'm arms putting coming out of the today ceiling for a better tomorrow, Andy. I'm putting in the work today for a better tomorrow. All right, that's gonna be the next watch. Somebody's gonna listen to this, steal that idea, and it's gonna be game over. 
battery powered knives. Every single knife should be battery powered. Every I won't rest until every knife in America yeah. <laughs> is a terrifying weapon. Not a weapon. It's not going to be like crazy. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess it could do some damage. I guess it could probably do some damage. I but bet. any knife, any knife could do some damage. If your problem is worrying about the danger Just of knives food in general, then yeah, knives. I, really, anything I with know. spoons. Actually, when this it starts is, to move on Andy, its own. Do you remember this? Do you remember this story? Because this story lives forever in my brain. When we were younger, on and we were getting this ready for Halloween. Um, we used to love. We used to love. Like decorating the house for Halloween, you know, we would get like uh, the little gravestones that you put in your grass. And so the one year, like we were upgrading and we got our parents got a strobe light and a fog machine. I don't know. Pick or treaters. So, of course, us being just dumb and young, whatever, we set up the strobe light in the basement because we wanted to see how it works. We turned off all the lights in the basement. We set up the strobe light and we were playing around and then we started playing with the shadow that it made and we were like, oh my gosh, we should like fake stab you so that the shadow looks like Yeah, so we can see the shadow of a fake stab. So Andy's like, okay. So I go over to the drawer in the basement and at, at first I pick, I grab like a legit steak knife and then I look at it and I'm like, this probably isn't a great idea. So I put the steak knife down and I grab a spoon and then we go over, line up. And the very first time I went to fake stab him, I hit him square in the forehead hard. With you the hit spoon. me under the eye. With oh, the spoon. under the eye. The spoon. Because we were looking at the shadow and, you know, it's like a slasher thing. It's like, ha, ha, ha. And then I think we did it with the knife like a couple times. And then we were like, well, okay, let's keep doing this, but let's do knife. it with the spoon. And then the spoon hit me right under my eye. I would have a huge scar there now if that had happened. Can you even? It would have gone through your. Spirit. You would have been. You would have been. A, yeah. It would have been bad. Different life. I, that was just. I would have stabbed you straight in the face with a knife. You're just. You're. You're sitting in something we in that were moment. Both that, like holy yeah. shit. You just realized yeah, how bad things could have gone. I don't know why I just thought you of that. Yeah. Out of each other, it's like right after it happened, you were like, "Oh my god, thank God that was this." <laughs> like, I, I, there's, I bet you, like at least a few times a week, I still think to myself, like, "Thank God I picked up that fucking spoon." Like, I might have actually murdered my brother. I'm, you might be dead, Andy. You might be you might dead. Be it would be a different life, Matthew. You would have been an only child. Yeah. Huh. Maybe I should have just, yeah, now you're maybe I should have stabbed him. Maybe I should have stabbed him. Probably would have never crime. got yeah. Probably would have never got thrown into a wall, or a baseball bat swung at my head. Matthew, that's Jesus Christ. We're not talking about that again on the on the podcast, especially I'm just in the letting middle. You know, there are all things that happen. So that's one of the things thinking about stuff that my sister and I, Kyle, would do. Um, one time. We were playing Yahtzee or something, and I was a I was a sore loser. I was much like Matthew, you know, mm-hmm. couldn't handle it at a young age. <laughs> and I still, I, hey, I'll say <laughs> like right the now, light burn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I wasn't I was not a good sport, and we were playing, and I don't remember something happened, but in the heat of the moment, after me being a total, you know, dick, my sister just whipped a die at my head <laughs> and she hit me in like square in my forehead and I mean it really hurt like she threw this thing hard 
But of course I just, you know, I just freaked out. And like, I swear, I, I have this memory of seeing like a three, like the die face <laughs> of the three dots on my forehead, which I don't think is real, but like, <laughs> of how traumatic that moment was. And man, like she had to apologize so much. It rocked. <laughs> oh my God. Nothing better. Yeah, nothing better than making somebody feel bad, right? Shannon? Nice. <laughs> Completely. Oh yeah, I got God. her good. Let's um, yeah, no. We used to get in fights about board games all the time. I would still rather turn something into a physical altercation than lose, without a doubt in my mind. It's so stupid. It doesn't, it doesn't even phase me. I, I, I'm so comfortable with the fact that I know that I don't want to lose. Like, I know that that's, like, I, I don't like it. It's not fun to me. I'd, I, it's like, seriously, like, I, people are like, why can't you just play for fun? Why would I ever play anything for fun? I can't figure it out for the life of me. That's why I don't like bowling. Because <laughs> you're bad bowling. at it? Because I suck at it. And people are like, well, just have fun. I'm like, it's not fun to sit here and get my ass kicked. In fucking bowling. It's so sad. You know? <laughs> really. <Hey. laughs> this is the pity Matthew hour. That's what this is turning into. Or no, it's, I'm it's not asking for to. pity. I'm very comfortable. I know, and that's part. another thing that we're going to pity you about. <laughs> that, that makes me even sadder, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey. It's, you know, it's a win-at-all-cost mindset here. If I can't win in the board game, I better kick somebody's ass or else, you know. I'm, I'm exactly the opposite of that. I, like, the past couple of years, I've just been like, I just want to have a good time. Except Monopoly, I'll still get pretty heated, but that's, yeah. also, but that's part of the fun for me is, like, you know, getting really mad about it. I've never been a Monopoly guy. I know that I've seen you get intense about it with our father, at like Rushford before. Well, Monopoly's a very you know. I feel like Big Jair's got like like oil baron energy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what is it? West Park is that the what's the the final square in Monopoly? I think it's like Park Place. Park Place, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got That's Park that. Place energy. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to try and like knock him down a peg when you play, and that's the only way. That's the only way to do it is just getting that like JD Rockefeller mindset. Like that's what Monopoly is is made for. It's like I'm gonna like not. The game of Monopoly centers around people that like do not put fire exits in their factories. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure the guy that owned the the. The fucking triangle shirtwaist factory. I'm pretty sure he invented Monopoly, or he just looked Monopoly. like the guy. Like you see that guy, and he just That's has he like. the top hat and the big mustache. That's probably pretty close. Definitely, the inspo was that guy. But I have a question because Andy, I don't know. Yeah, with your little what is it called a monocle? Yeah, but he doesn't have a monocle. That's like one of the big things. Um, I saw a thing, Andy, that um, because I've never really played it. Like I was saying, I don't know if I've ever sat down and played one full game. I think I did one time with Grandpa Dewar um, after I had some type of like 
medical procedure and he had to pick me up and he brought me back to when they were living in their apartment. And I think we played Monopoly. I think that's the only time I've ever played. But I saw a video that said that people play Monopoly wrong that said that you don't have to be on a space to buy it. You can buy it when somebody else lands on a space if they don't want to buy it. Is that true? Is that how you play? Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen that done that way before. You know, that's like I said, you have to be tricky. You know, you have to you have to think like a tycoon of industry. Yeah. <laughs> that oil barren energy completely. That oil barren energy. That's a new you know, T-shirt. <laughs> so, Monopoly, like there's. I, I don't know a lot about board games, but I know a little. And Monopoly is like that old-time American-style board game. But then there's like this new wave of board games that came out, you know, post-World War II, where there are these like European-centric board games. So Catan is a European board game, and, and Ticket to Ride, they're, they're made, out, made in Germany. But they're meant to be more collaborative. So um, it's you know, Monopoly, it's like winner takes all mentality. And that's why it's not fun to play when you lose because you lose really bad. But <laughs> Catan is more collective. So they're actually a lot more fun. I feel like, Matthew, you might not like it because you also don't win quite as big. But uh, I, uh, that's fascinating. See, it's funny though. that you say that because I've played Catan like many of time. My, my current roommate now, when he was – before we moved in together, him and his old roommates loved it. They would play like a few times a week. And I, I under, like, I guess I can understand that like you need to work with other people. But in my mind, I was always still playing to win. I, I, yeah, I, did, I never really gave a shit about anybody else in the <laughs> game if I was going to win. Um, but I could see that more. Uh, yeah, I know. I still, I still don't like losing. Um, one thing, Shannon, that I thought we should definitely talk about um, well, two things, actually, I guess. The okay. first being um, s- stories that I always like hear, like our family or even you or Andrew and I talking about when it comes to three of us often come from when you would babysit us. Um, yeah. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit and kind of get your perspective on what it was like to be in that situation. Yeah, that's a great question. It's I mean, it's hilarious that I used to babysit you two. Like, you are not that much younger than me. And it's that it's that John Mulaney joke of, like, a horse watching. You hire a horse to watch your dog. Yeah. Like, that's completely what our parents were doing. But, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, babysitting you guys, you know some of the stories, right? But for, for the listeners, uh, you know, Matthew was always running away with the cell phone, the house phone. <laughs> and calling Aunt Liz, you know, it was like, if at some point Andrew and I would be watching a movie and it'd be like, where'd Matthew go? And of course you're upstairs in a closet on the phone (laughs) trying to get your mom like in between dinner and dessert. (laughs) Um, I had important stuff to tell her. So that was always really fun actually. Like I remember how angry I would be when it would be like, where did Matthew go? Um, but the, the one story that I think of a lot when I think about babysitting y'all is the, the 23rd, like that, the 23rd of December, we, our parents would always have that adult Christmas party that none of us could go to. And I would get 
tasked with babysitting literally all of our cousins. So we would be at my house in Lewiston and it would be you guys and like whatever other cousins were around. So we'd get like, some years it would be like Vita would be there and like, man, she was crazy and Lucas was not, they were constantly doing stuff. Um, and I would be just chasing you guys around the house and like trying to bake Christmas cookies. Like, you know, and I'd just be completely trapped. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what you guys remember. I I always remember it being fun. Like I Yeah, I remember fun. I remember playing Dance Dance Revolution in your in the <laughs> basement a lot. Um, like that was like the highlight. Like they have Dance Dance Revolution. Guitar Hero too. The... You guys were the only yeah. people I knew that had Guitar Hero. That so I fun. yeah. So I guess not really any per, like, anything that you actually contributed, but I guess like your toys <laughs> we did enjoy. Yeah, we had fun. I remember one time, I think uh, you were watching us with, I think Catherine and Sarah, our other cousins, were there, and Kyle, of course, and you guys were watching Ghostbusters, and there's that scene at the end. I don't. I, I you must have just like told Matthew and I to like scram or something because we weren't really we weren't really watching it but then there's you know at the end when like everything's happening in Ghostbusters and like Zool comes or whatever there's just a lot of explosions and like very scary lady and those demon dogs and I remember walking into the room seeing that and immediately <laughs> like squatting down behind the couch and just crying so hard because I was so afraid of what was happening I was like, oh, it's monsters, monsters are real, and they're on the other side of this couch. And, I, and so I was, I was like, basically crunched up behind this couch, cr like, silently crying. I don't know why, maybe I didn't want to bother you guys, and that, because you didn't even know I was there, and then all of our parents got home, and you know, at your old house in Lewiston, you had to, you know, you'd walk basically right into the living room, like, the way that that couch was set up. They, they, yeah. I was the first thing they saw. Cowering, <laughs> <laughs> crying. Yep. I mean, yeah, that was always it. It's like, man, they're going to think I'm a bad horse babysitter if they come home <laughs> and <little kids laughs> got stabbed in the eye with a knife. Like, that would have been really bad. <laughs> but luckily, that never happened on my watch. You know, that was yeah. just something you guys on your own. <laughs> yeah, our parents our parents were home and present for that one when Andrew <laughs> almost got stabbed in the face. Yeah. So I guess yeah. I guess really we could have been in anybody's hands and we probably would have been all right. Man. Well yeah. oh, go ahead, Shannon. No, I mean just lots of we had lots of stupid memories at those houses. It was fun. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of it. Like looking back on it now. <laughs> I know it becomes like less and less. I remember you had a hammock in your room, and I thought that mm. was super fucking cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. But other than that, I don't really remember. Because <laughs> even like we were, too, we were too young to know what, that there was the in-ground pool there. Like I never – I don't ever remember the in-ground pool being at your parents' house. Um, yeah. I just really remember – I mean I, the hot tub, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember doing that in the winter, but not too much else. I mean, it was it was a pretty long time ago. Um, 
when they finally up and moved to Texas. And speaking of that, I heard you say you yeah. you let go a y'all in there while you were speak while you were uh, talking to us. So we did get at least one good y'all. But you brought up a, another good point, and that was Christmas. And I feel like since we kind of touched on Thanksgiving, I think it, we should kind of talk about Christmas a little bit because Andrew and I have talked about it on the show before. But that's going to be crazy different this year. Um, I mean, with the exception of the time that you were, you know, traveling around and whatnot, I feel like there hasn't been a lot of Christmases where the majority of us weren't all in the same place. Um, I know it has been a while. I like past couple of years, I've always gone up to Buffalo and, and spend time there, but this year not happening. I know there's no, uh, no, no, uh, Christmas Eve party, no 23rd party, no nothing. It's going to be, uh, what are you thinking about Andy? You got a smile on over there. Well, they got to write like one of those real sad Christmas songs about this, about, about COVID. COVID. <laughs> no, there's those like right sad, sad us. Christmas songs. It's like, yeah, everybody's getting together, but not this year. Something that rhymes with cough. I don't know. the christmas cough christmas cough that's the title oh tough but uh, i wouldn't be surprised if we see uh mariah carey do a little follow-up in the in the coming year hey mariah carey has strictly christmas bangers so if she's coming out with anything it's gonna be good gonna be peppy i mean she might save christmas this year honestly yeah i think that's the special they're doing on abc (laughs) mariah saves christmas she cures COVID. Do you remember? She comes out with a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when she was, uh, this was like a couple years ago on New Year's Eve, and she like forgot the words to her own song? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, that's awesome. Don't you wish you were that rich? You're just so rich that someone puts you on stage and you're like, Fuck it. I don't need to know the words. She asked people in the crowd if they knew the words. They're like, do you know what the words are? (laughs) I was going to say, the people that are at the concert probably know. That's what I would do, too. I would just hold the microphone out to the crowd like I was letting them sing. for you. uh, Did you guys ever see that clip of, I think it was, like, Ashley Simpson? Is that somebody? She was, like, the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. And she was, uh, you know, she went out there for the musical performance and um, turns out she was lip syncing and they started playing like a different song. She was lip syncing to a different song. So instead of kind of recovering, she just, the music's playing and she just looks around and she basically does this like old timey cowboy dance off the stage and they just went to commercial and you can look it up. It's one of the most awkward things to ever happen on that show, probably. And I just and <laughs> I don't know how you come back from that. People really lit her up when she did that. I remember people being so mad, and it was like, "Listen, they're all lip syncing, right?" Like, yeah. okay, is it is it lip syncing or lip syncing? Syncing. What is lip syncing? With what? Like lip, lip singing lip, or lip syncing? I think it's lip syncing because you're syncing your lips to yeah. the song. You're not yeah. actually singing the song. I believe it's – yes, it would be syncing there. But I want to say lip syncing. Yeah, because you're talking about somebody talking about who's singing. fake singing. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I understand completely. Um, <laughs> One of the uh, interesting facts that I, I honestly tell people this all the time is that, you know, Shannon, I mean, you have traveled to like a ton of cool countries around the world. And I literally tell people all the time, like it's a fun fact, that the way you learned how to speak German is from the show Gilmore Girls. It's true. Yeah, I love I mean, I knew the show already, so it's a lot easier to learn German when you know what they're saying. <laughs> how much Gilmore Girls did you have to watch before? I mean, obviously you took a German class, but I feel like Gilmore right. Girls kind of carried the, carried the majority of the load on that one. Yeah, that's... That's the myth that the family likes to tell is that Gilmore Girls is what what really converted me, you know, but of course it was just living there. <laughs> I was going to say I've seen every episode of The Office pro- like probably close to 15 times and if you put it in Spanish and I took 4 years of Spanish when I went when I was in high school and I would have no clue what they were saying unless they were saying like names. And even that it might still get confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know all those scenes so you get it you have an idea of what they're what story they're telling yeah kind of the pieces and then german yeah. is like very similar to english sometimes sometimes so it's like yeah if they say computer it's like that's computer <laughs> you know so <laughs> probably figure that out too yeah i guess maybe i'll have to watch a couple episodes of gilmore girls in german and see how difficult it really is maybe we shouldn't be hyping you up as much as we are they do talk really fast so that's the part that people tended to to be really impressed by but yeah swimming schwimmen like it's not that different (laughs) you just (laughs) that's actually another yeah women yeah that's this brings up two things i want to talk about okay Two the more. First, that just gave me like a flashback to a memory that I forgot I even had of what what was the last part? I didn't hear what you said, Shannon. Sorry. No, I didn't hear you. Oh. I don't think sorry. either of you were saying anything. <laughs> oh. Alright, sorry. A little technical there. So it brought me back to two memories. The first kind of leads into the second was I remember, Andy, like, we used to spend so much time working the snack bar mm-hmm. at Lewport High School swim meets when we had no affiliation <laughs> with the school or anybody that was really working. I think it would be like your mom was supposed to run the snack stand and she wanted yeah. to go watch you swim. So she would tell Andy and I to go do it. Like, literally child labor. You guys were selling pizza like it like it was your job you know you got yeah, really got good paid. at it it's true i got paid nothing but yeah andy actually that. then went on to deliver pizzas further <laughs> in his career so maybe that's where it from humble started. beginnings <laughs> yeah. to humble endings <laughs> um that's a good and point. The other thing, yeah the other Just thing we like, that oh, reminded me of shannon was um what was the the campground that you used to um do you remember you used to lifeguard at the campground? And do you remember the story of the mullet family? Of course. <laughs> I mean, of course. Yeah, it was called Lazy Lakes Campground. And I lifeguarded there like four summers in a row. 
and it the campground like had regular RV families that would come. And I worked at the pool lifeguarding and this one family that would come, the the dad was had a mullet, his son had a mullet, his daughter had a mullet. They were decked out, you know? And then the dad was also just covered in tattoos and super hairy. Um was he a little fat? He he seems like he'd be fat to me. Yeah, yeah, he was staying at Lazy Lakes Campground. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was okay. Yeah, so he was, yeah. And um, yeah, I vividly remember. I mean, he would just listen into people's conversations. That's what lifeguarding is. It's like being bored and then eavesdropping. So I remember, and also. You're supposed to be saving people's lives potentially, but I guess that that part of the job description isn't super necessary. Yeah, I mean it's in the title. <laughs> Once in a blue moon, you need to do you know throw some. All you have life. to do when you're lifeguard is just listen to people's gossip. Yeah, and if somebody starts drowning, and start blowing your whistle. Yeah, right, and then just tell people to stop running. That's, yeah. that's the whole job. But uh, yeah, the mullet family, like the daughter, she was swimming with her dad and. I, you know, she was talking about all of his tattoos and he also had his, his nipples pierced, which was disgusting, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's like so gross to be swimming with your children. (laughs) (laughs) That's enough to call CPA or CPS. (laughs) Yeah. So she was swimming and this is the story that I'm sure you've heard a million times with the mullet family, but. She was talking about his tattoos and saying, oh, I love all your tattoos. Like, you have all this artwork, Dad. And then she told him, like, when he dies, she wants to take his skin and frame it and hang it up in her house. (laughs) (laughs) my God. And it's still got the nipple piercings in it. Yeah. Up on the wall. The whole thing. Just up on the wall. Or even that. You could even make it into like a blanket, like a leathery. Blanket. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> that's like what well, the, I start oh. thinking about. I start thinking about how this girl is probably now a serial killer somewhere, wherever she is, and 100%. then it turned into like uh, me thinking about like bear, like you know how people like have like Uncle Tony's bear blanket. Remember the bear skin rug? Yeah, the with bear the skin mullet. rug with a mullet. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> And then just the mullet is like the hood. It's like a snuggy situation, and the mullet is yeah. like a hood that you can pull up. It'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that girl probably is like twenty years old now. You know, it's yeah, like she's and a killing people. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. If you if you look at a human and you think that you want to frame their skin on a wall one day, you're probably you're probably a serial killer. <laughs> It is pretty messed up. She was, and she was so serious that she said it really sweet, you know. But it was so gross. And then I'm sitting there, and it's like I have to not crack. Act like you just heard that. Yeah, yeah. I just wear my sunglasses. Like didn't hear any of it. <laughs> Meanwhile, how did so, how did the dad take it? You know, I don't think he was listening to her that much. <laughs> Probably it, not. Now that I look back on it, it's like he was like, "That's sweet, honey." You know, he just not paying attention. He's like, I'm at Lazy Lakes. I'm on vacation. I don't give a shit about my kids. What can I get pierced next? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Honey, be gentle around my nipple rings. That's what he's saying to his <laughs> daughter. Christ. as She's like, she's swimming around. He's keeping her afloat. 
Oh, yeah. Um, that is um, well, I, I feel that. like personally that's that's as good of a transition as any into maybe getting into the who would win of the week with a little bit of background before we jump right in. So I'll let Andy tee it up, but there is definitely some emphasis on Harry Potter in this um in this who would win of the week. And that's something that Andrew and Shannon definitely have in common is being big Harry Potter fans. Um so Andy, I'll let you uh take over. Yeah, if you didn't show up at that Kmart at midnight, then you're not a true fan. Um, uh, who would win of the week is two guys that look pretty similar, I guess, which is why we chose to do it. It's Dobby the House Elf versus Yoda from Star Wars, obviously, uh, going, going at each other. And both are kind of tiny, little, big-eared guys that can, you know, do some sort of magic, <clears throat> if you want to call the force uh, magic or whatever. So I think we should, so this is what we should decide. Because if it's like, this I almost feel like should be like original trilogy Yoda when he is older and he's not doing all those crazy flips and stuff necessarily. Although, even if he is doing those crazy flips, Dobby can... Uh, apparate, which means teleport for the muggles out there, and uh, like it, like instantly, like all over the place. So I, he'd still have a pretty good, you know. So he'd get some evasive maneuvers that way. And Matthew, you said that you know you thought Yoda would win easily. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm, that I'm that's not the there case. Yet. Okay. Yeah. Um. So in the meantime. So my initial instinct as somebody who's not as big as a Harry Potter fan as these two is that Yoda's going to win this fight. And I still think that that might be the correct answer. However, I did some research um, into house elf magic because I was somewhat unfamiliar with how powerful they were. And according yeah, cool. to... Um, yeah, according to um, the people who understand Harry Potter better than I do, they are pretty uh, pretty intense. Their their powers are the, the extent of their powers are unknown, but they have their own type of magic that is um, very powerful. And you alluded to some of the things that they're able to do. However, we're talking about Yoda here, and this is how so. Think about it like this. If it was, since it's a contest, because it is, if you look at like the, the role that Yoda plays in Star Wars movies compares to the roles that house elves play in Ooh. Harry Potter movies, it's, it should be right away clear that Yoda is on another level of house than house elves. What, Andy? What? Read, the, you, read the books. Read Andy? the fucking books. <laughs> All right, eat the fucking famous boy, you cocksucker! You went to you, you went to KFC the next day and you didn't even eat it. So if you want Damn to tell me to do research for the podcast, then you better fucking do it too. But we're not on that. We're on Yoda versus. Is it specifically Dobby or is it just a house elf? It's got to be Dobby, one hundred percent. Okay. All right, Shannon. Let's hear what you have to say. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good matchup, right? Because, like Andrew said, they look similar feels like there's an obvious winner but when you really drill into it Dobby's scrappy you know he's gonna he's gonna bring some some moves that you're not expecting you know he's gonna blow up your aunt 
he's going to do stuff that you're not prepared for, right? Like levitate cakes and stuff like that, you know? And then Yoda, he just seems more of like a wise character more than an actual, an actual fighter. So that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. I'm team Dobby. I could be swayed, but <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Listen. So let me, I let me spout it. out a specific example from the movies, because as I kind of said, if you, if you read the books and I'm going to include that in my consideration of who's going to win this fight, Dobby is much more prevalent and he has a much larger role. And it does certainly go into the idea that kind of what you said, Matthew, that house elf magic, while they are obviously kind of seen as like an underclass to wizards by a lot of wizards, um, their magic is very different and in some ways a lot more powerful. A couple examples. Um, so apparating, teleporting again, you, uh, can't be done uh, on the grounds of, of Hogwarts. No wizard can apparate like into Hogwarts or out of Hogwarts or while they're there. But house elves can. Their magic is powerful enough or it works in a different way that allows them to do that. Here's an example specifically from the movies that is a very good point here, is that Dobby, although, you know, look, he's pretty spazzy. We all know that. Dobby's a spaz. At the end of the second movie, when he does get freed, Lucius Malfoy, facing off against Harry Potter, who gave Dobby the sock, we all know this, uh, when he's about to blast Harry, Dobby steps in front and is able to completely flatten Lucius Malfoy, one of the most powerful Death Eaters, you know, at that point. From one of the most powerful wizarding families at that point. And Dobby steps in front, flattens him like a pancake. In two seconds, he's able to completely immobilize him, take him out of the game. And, Lu and so much so that Lucius Malfoy doesn't even attempt to get back up and, like, start... I guess killing children again, like he wanted to do. In so, think about this, though, Andy. Yoda was the grandmaster of like the Jedi's, right? He was the head of this powerful force of like. I, I don't know. I mean, if he I, ever. Are was. you considering the force magic? Can we call it magic? Sure. This, e either way, magic? either way, it's whatever. Like it's okay. Yeah. So the for yeah, whatever it is. So he is the leader of all these powerful people, right? Um, whereas he's not really though. Dobby, like I don't think I just want to make that clear. Can't let it slide no, he, by. He, he's he, he, but he's. I don't think the Jedi Council the has a headmaster. Jedi Order. He was the Grand Master of the Jedi was Order. Was he a chess player? <laughs> so he's in. He's in charge of. Like he's the head of all these powerful people. Whereas. Dobby the house elf is serving these powerful people. Now, I'm not denying that Dobby has these abilities, right? <coughs> but so does Yoda. And Yoda is, like Shannon called him wise, but I think wise is exactly what you need to be when you're going up against a house elf like Dobby. Not to mention that Yoda has a confidence that Dobby absolutely lacks because he's lived his whole life being suppressed by powerful people rather than in charge of them. Yeah, see, you bring up an interesting point because if, if you asked the two who's going to win, if you ask Yoda, 
Yoda's going to say, yeah, I'm going to win. You ask Dobby, Dobby wouldn't think he's the winner. But I think in a way, what we learned through the Harry Potter series is, you know, you can't underestimate the underdog. You never, you know, you never know. But what. I don't think that Yoda would, I don't think that Yoda would ever underestimate though. I think he'd be nothing but prepared for the situation. He would know exactly, like we might not know what Dobby can do. Dobby might not even know what Dobby can do. But I bet you damn sure Yoda knows what Dobby can do. I think Dobby yeah. might still be able to, have, you know, toss it through a few uh, tricks out, have a couple things up his sleeve that would catch Yoda off off guard, off balance. Um, that's a good point about the mentality thing, uh, but it's it's kind of, it's it's interesting. I mean, in that situation, whose will is going to be stronger? I mean, what what makes somebody's will strong in that situation? Is it the guy who, like you said, Yoda has been, is so confident now in his abilities and not arrogant, obviously that's not what we're saying no, at all, but at like all. he, he I was... knows what he can do and he's very comfortable in that. Whereas Dobby is still climbing that mountain, but that's a powerful climb. You know what I mean? Like, that that's something that I've always yeah because you have you have something to there's still resistance at that point yes yeah yeah so yeah but that's been Yoda's whole life though is being part of a resistance like fending off against what I mean like, not you know really I mean? barely they barely there was a kind of a lame duck period for the Jedi to a certain point and then when the Sith actually did come back. Yoda was on uh, Kashyyyk with the Wookiees. He couldn't do anything. I'm getting into some stuff here, and I and I will dive. I will dive so deep into the bo- into both of these things. I will sit here just say, and see your say stuff that none of us understand. You know, and that's how you. That's how Andrew will win. That's but my I plan. Guess, here's my next question. So, if these two guys are going at it, like, what's their motive? You know, because I think that answers the question of who's going to win. I think yeah, if Dobby's we... fighting for his friends, you know, then he's going to win. So and... I, I, 100%. I actually side with that because, right? If if Dobby was fighting for his master, I think it would be different. But, but I still don't think that it's a guaranteed win. Um, but I think that gives him more of a reason to fight, right? Because that's kind of their mo as house elves is to do whatever they. Can for their master, well, correct? You know, Dobby has no master. Dobby yeah. is a free elf. So, so then, so <laughs> if that's the case, so if that's the case, then I think it. that, yeah, no, I get it because that's what he says in the movie. <laughs> he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. He had no idea. <laughs> He's got no clue what we're talking about. We're talking about it right now. He has no idea. <laughs> so here's what I'll say to those listening: is that. It's if you've ever listened to the podcast before, if you've listened to even one minute of it, you would know that Andrew is on the wrong side of history when it comes to doing the cooler. That is so incorrect. (laughs) That is the most factual thing that's came out of my mouth since we started this podcast. (laughs) You 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 have no you have no control over picking the right person i you pick, if you look you at it i think that my ratio is actually correct and like i think that I have all right gone to your head who are you you're still taking dobby yeah here's what i'm gonna take dobby and i'll throw this to you because let and throw this to both of you let's consider this 
Which one do you think is physically stronger? Because Dobby is very skinny, but I think that he's kind of lean, honestly. I think Dobby's kind of lean. I think that both of them, I, I don't even think strength is a factor, though. Here's why I think strength Physical is a strength. factor. Here's why I think okay. strength is a factor. Because, you know, how is this fight going to play out if Yoda does start doing his, his flips and that sort of thing? Dobby's going to have to do a lot of apparating, and he's going to, it's going to be a lot of, like, Dobby apparates to get in close to, you know, avoid if Yoda's got his lightsaber or whatever, smack Yoda, jump away, and then apparate again quick. You know what I mean? It's going to be a lot of that. Yeah, but I ooh, I think that I, I imagine it much more like they're sitting on other sides of the venue, the arena that they're in, and they're just using their mental power to shoot stuff at each other. Right, they're picking up chairs. It's they're very, throwing. I think it's a very mental fight. I don't think it comes down to physical strength as much as it does mental strength, and that's why I brought up that point: is that Dobby is a mental midget. All things aside, he's no confidence in himself. Again, I think you're not giving him enough credit. I think when when push comes to, comes to shove, Dobby shows up. Nothing's keeping Dobby so off the field. And you think Yoda's just gonna lay down? He and ran. Die? Uh, that's literally what he did. I love Yoda as much as anybody else. Matthew, do you understand that that's literally what he did? He literally did <laughs> lay down and die. Okay, but that's, yes, but that's probably a bad choice of words there. But I'm saying in a one-on-one Dobby died situation, like a fucking hero. Yeah, he, he died in the die shit. Protecting the ones he loved, you know? Hmm. Now, I think that it's an interesting dynamic because it's a crossover that is hard to understand. Like, you're pairing the force of a Jedi versus the magic of a wizard. Well, I guess in this case, a house elf. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, if you look at it from a whole Star Wars versus Harry Potter, they're very similar and very different at the same time. I don't know. I still like Yoda in this fight. I think that, like... The Harry Potter loving aspect of both of you has this like soft spot for Dobby, as many people do. Um, I, 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 I think Dobby's annoying. Just really? to be, I find him quite annoying. You know, obviously it was sad when he died, but dude, in that in Chamber of Secrets, he's a real pain. Really a little menace in a way. Yeah, that's true. He is a pain. Dobby is another I- thing that, that really scared me as a kid. Uh, <laughs> just like the design of, of what Dobby looks like looks like. Like that's scary like that's scary. He like looked, that's he like looks, I had nightmares uh, about house elves like up until a couple he years looks ago. Gollum esque. He he has a bit of Gollum in it. Don't even say that. I mean that's <laughs> true, but don't even say that. Well, and um, I, and I hear where you're coming from, Matthew, but I, I don't think that that's the case. I think that maybe, you know, when when the idea of this matchup is initially brought up, that could factor in. But the more that we've talked about it, the more that I've only solidified my feeling that Dobby would win this fight. And getting back to that that mental thing, 
maybe Yoda has a little bit of edge on the if they're just like tossing things at each other. But I honestly think that they'll be pretty evenly matched in that respect, which is why I think it might come down to the physical strength, like I said. But I think, I yeah, I mean, I guess we don't know their exact physical strength, but both of them being so small are definitely stronger than, than like you would anticipate, right? Sure. Like ant type stuff. Like they can carry more than they're supposed to. Um, but I don't think that Yoda needs to use physical strength to win this fight is my is kind of my counterpoint to why does Dobby's and that's also a little bit of speculation that you're assuming that he would be, you know, strong enough to physically fist fight Yoda. Um, he's definitely a little lankier. I'll give him that. Probably got the reach. He definitely has, the um, reach. which usually would sway me, but I don't think that that's what it's coming down to. So, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, we'll lock in our answers. I'm going to stick with Yoda. Hmm. I'm gonna. I think. Go ahead, Shane. Go ahead. Lock yeah. it in. I don't know if you got any any uh, final thoughts. Yeah, close it. You can make closing remarks. You know, I think as as much as I want it to be Dobby, I I think it'd be Yoda. I, I mean, I put up a fight for Dobby the whole time, but when <laughs> I really think about it. I mean, yeah, Yoda taught other people how to be, you know, Jedi's. How could he not? <laughs> so God I'm sorry. Gosh. I'm locking it in, Yoda. <laughs> this is an interesting instance because I, the way that this are this, who would win of the week is played out. I respect both of your decisions, while thinking that you're both completely wrong. I, <laughs> I'm still going with Dobby. Um, it's only solidified uh, since we started having this conversation. I absolutely think Dobby uh, takes this one. Um, and this is, this. it's just, it feels like a very cordial ending for the Who Would Win of the Week because typically it's just like we're screaming at each other. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. Up. But, but, this have, is, but this I, is I one I feel like, you know, you. we've made some good points on both, you know, both sides. Um, and I, <laughs> look, I respect your decision, but at the end of the day, it's the wrong one. See, here's my thing, though, Andy. Is you say that this is this is a surprising ending because it's not, you know, I'm not yelling at you that you're wrong when you. It's always that you are wrong. Um, I if if Shannon were to have picked Dobby, I would agree. Like I respect the decision. I think it's a very close fight, and I'm not questioning your dis, the fact that you picked Dobby. I'm just questioning again your integrity because after what happened last week, I slightly question your motive behind who you pick, and mm -hmm. so. I don't respect your decision, not because I don't think that it would be a good fight, but because I don't respect you and the the attitude and the approach that you take now towards who would win of the week. Let's... I think that's the t-shirt, you know? That's the t-shirt that you got to make. <laughs> uh, last week's was a pretty intense one. Um, this is not, I mean, this is not one of those instances. Uh, I do find that in this game... It's interesting to, you know, sometimes kind of see how you try to figure out how one person would win over the other. Um, you know, the perhaps what some people might call the more unlikely person in some cases. Um, but this I don't think is, is really the case. Uh, like, I, I mean, Dobby, I, I fully believe, 
gun to my head scenario that we, you know we played out last week uh, that didn't go so You're well. You're picking Dobby in this. One? I am going to pick Dobby. Yep. Yeah, that that backfired for you last weekend. So I I can give you a little bit of credit back for still sticking with Dobby. I'm not sure it's the right answer, um, but we've locked our votes in. There's only one other place that it will be decided, and that is on social media. So make sure you get out and vote on that. Hopefully Yoda pulls out because I still think I'm undefeated in the uh, Who Would Win of the Week. You are so hopefully not. You are very far from undefeated. You don't. You obviously do not look at the results of these polls because you very often lose, and then you always come on. And you're like. Well, the thing is, I've never lost, and so it's only... You've lost a lot, Matthew. No, 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 no. I have to disagree counting. with you. You stop <laughs> counting once you think that, you know, once you like the answer, you want everybody to stop putting their votes in. Topical. We started off hot, and we're right back to it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. I don't even really look at uh, at the polls. I go and vote on them right when they come out. And then I don't look at him. I just I'm confident like, in my answer. Wow, looks like I'm winning. <laughs> I but am. I know. usually do. I would. I would bet. I mean, okay. If we really went back and looked, I'd still bet that I won the majority because I'm always picking the right answer. That's not true. Regardless, that's just regardless. Um, I so you know we've been going for a while here. There is one more thing that I definitely wanted to talk about, Andy, as we get away from the who would win of the week. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what you had left to get through but um i wanted to talk about kind of shannon and her artwork and stuff like that and her art background and everything that she's done been doing and continues to do as far as art because as we all know um shannon is a fantastic artist um and i know that she's still doing a little something something on that front so you want to talk a little bit about that maybe shannon yeah yeah that sounds good thanks um I, uh, I've been making some earrings. So, you know, as far as I can remember, I've been making weird stuff. I, I'm trying to think like, what's, what's some of the weirdest stuff that I've ever made for YouTube, but I, I can't come up with any good examples. But I mean, we would always make holiday cookies and, and w- stuff like that. A lot of baked goods. Oh, you know what? One time we made a, we made butterbeer. I was babysitting you two and the Asklars and we made we made homemade butter beer, but anyway, on a tangent. Uh, yeah, I like to make stuff. I like to make weird stuff. And right now, I'm making really miniature fruit earrings. So they're real teeny, real teeny tiny. Making strawberries, making papayas. Got oh, some cool. lemon. Kiwi. The thing is, I always remember you specifically making miniature food items. Yeah. When we would come over, there would be like small, like clay hot dogs and cheeseburgers and stuff. And I remember seeing them and being like, I want to eat this. I know that I can't, but I want to eat this. And it's just really cool. There's, and I would, there's just something like so mesmerizing about like these tiny, these little foods. That you've always made, and so when you when you know you came out with uh, with willy nilly, and you started putting these products out, I was like, oh, that I mean that makes complete sense. Yeah, it's just a natural extension of what I've been doing forever. So, yeah, I'm making them. I'm selling them. My Instagram is at feeling willy nilly, and it's spelled 
you know, W-I-L-L-I-E, N-I-L-L-I-E. So feeling willy-nilly, and you can check out some of my stuff. So you make these all by hand, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're made out of clay. Uh, so I shape them into the, you know, tiny fruit shapes, bake it, and then they're all hand-painted and sealed. Oh, wow. So do you literally just shape them with your fingers, or do you use any type of, uh, like, modeling tools? I have a couple tools, but I mostly just do it by hand. You know, I make a tiny, tiny ball and then hand. specifically. Yeah, free-handed. Slap in some clay free-hand. Yep, exactly. The cool thing about it oh. is, so, I mean, so I've got these strawberry ones here that you sent to my girlfriend, and... So are these the only strawberry ones that you've made thus far, or have you made other strawberry ones? Um, I feel like that's a I've popular made fruit. Pears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, that's only shape. Mm-hmm. But each one is still like completely unique because mm-hmm. you know you're doing it a little different every time, and that's what I think is really cool. That's what I think is really like intriguing to people. You know what I mean? Because that's like that's what it's all about. Because like, uh, since they're all handmade, they're all technically one of a kind. You know, nobody else, even if they have the strawberries, has, excuse me, the same strawberries. Is that what you're getting at, Andy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think so too. I definitely think that's uh, that's one thing that like makes makes them more special than they already are, and, and I think that's definitely cool. Um, Andy, hold those up again. Let me get in our peak. Sorry for those here. of you who are they're halves, and you can put them together to make a full strawberry. So you can. Yeah wear these on like one ear like that they are, they make great yeah. nipple rings they make really great nipple <laughs> rings so yeah they're gonna be all the rage next summer at, at uh, lazy legs lazy legs for your next skin suit be sure yeah to <laughs> God. I, I, um so yeah that's definitely really cool and we can we're definitely gonna post that um uh with our stuff so um, at feeling willing Ellie on Instagram, we're definitely going to get out that out there, right, Andy? We can uh, oh yeah 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 make sure people have a place to up. find that. Yeah, thanks. No problem. So, um, are you going to expand? What's the next? What's the next move? Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm going to make a website soon, and uh, I think for now, I'm planning just to keep at it with the fruit. But I've gotten a couple of requests. Someone did ask for uh, for um, like fried eggs. I think those would be pretty cute. I like keeping the I like keeping a fruit theme. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's but fresh. It's organic. Eggs. Exactly. I like, yeah. I like I like the fried eggs one just because that's like you'd probably be the only person maybe in the world with fried eggs as earrings. Right. But if you really like fried eggs, then I guess I get behind it. Yeah, yeah, I like eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Just really, and, you, and I want everybody to know it. I need them on my ears right now. But what made you start selling these now? I mean, yeah, you know, since you like, have you this whole time still been kind of doing art and like sculptures or whatever, like whenever you can? Yeah, I. I have. I, I've been making all different kinds of stuff, and I've taken a lot of classes. So, like, you know, in college, I did do some sculpture and, and art classes. But then after college, I take different courses at, um, like, through the museum in Austin. So I've taken a welding class, um, 
and I've taken a woodworking class, a couple of them actually. So I really, I don't know, I just like making stuff and, and making stuff out of clay is really easy to do from home. I've also done, you know, pottery classes and working on the wheel and stuff like that. So yeah, I definitely like to do that. The reason I decided to do the the jewelry business though, to give you kind of the full background is um, I I was going to one of my friend's bachelorette parties. We we're doing a full weekend and uh, the only request that she had was that she wanted a penis necklace, you know, and <laughs> just, I don't know if you've ever attempted to find any penis necklaces online, but they're not cute, you know, they don't look good. <laughs> they don't scary. look good. <laughs> they're up there. Okay. It's not that you couldn't find one. It's that they were just disgusting. You can't find a good one. So... I've I've made now a couple necklaces for for friends or friends of friends, um, and you know people did always say I should sell them, but it's not really the brand that I wanted for myself. Yeah, you don't want to be selling genitalia <laughs> necklaces. No, I don't know. I don't know. I knew this guy. There could be a market for it though. The, I, there one hundred percent is. There one hundred percent is. I I bet you Uncle Anthony yeah. would buy one. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great gift exchange gift. <laughs> That's a good one. Maybe I could make a sock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, it's not uh, it's. I would say I would put that right up a, a, around a, a sexy priest calendar. Yeah, for yeah. great for great gift exchange gifts. <laughs> yeah, there's actually still a fairly important gift exchange gift. Um, well, because we don't have the gift exchange this year, so yeah. I guess there's kind of, you know, there's been some good ones, and, and there's been some that I think need to get brought back that we're not going to be able to do, but I think penis necklace should definitely be on the list. I actually think I ha- it's my brain's cooking now um, for <laughs> Christmas 2021. Of uh, of ideas, so now we're definitely uh, we're definitely onto something. Well, I mean, this is like this is on topic as well, but um, you know, I made a couple earrings like this years ago. They they looked a little different, but I made some peaches and I, I don't remember what else. But I also made a pair of eggplants, and this was pre eggplant emoji <laughs> wow. thing. But I gave them to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a pair of eggplant earrings and she wore them to work one day just thinking, you know, they're cute. <laughs> uh, and yeah, all of her coworkers are like, do you know what that means? You know, do you know what, what the eggplant emoji is? She's like, no, and my daughter like, gave them to me. Them, you know, so here, here we go years later. I've <laughs> oh, Lord. It's a very it's different all... message, but yeah. it's, it's uh... funny. Yeah, she, can't, she doesn't wear it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Shannon was also the mastermind behind one of the funnier things that I've ever kind of got to be a part of with our family. Um, so a year ago, coming up on almost exactly a year, right before Christmas, or right after Christmas, I'm sorry, we went on with our whole family. We went on a big bus, and we went on a brewery tour around Buffalo. And my dad had organized it um, with the help of my mom. And so for the tour, Shannon actually made like um, water stick on like peel tattoos. I don't know what they're actually called um, of both my parents. Yeah. Temporary tattoos of both my parents' faces and handed them out to everybody. So everybody was sticking temporary (laughs) tattoos of my parents 
on themselves, and it was quite hysterical. In fact, one of the breweries. This, one. this is a one actually, of the gear. I'm saving it for you've my got wedding one. Day. You've got one. I got it right here. Oh my god. Um. So yeah, one of the uh, one of the breweries we went at actually somebody stuck one of the tattoos of I believe it was I don't know if it was my mother I think it was my mother's face in the uh, in the the men's bathroom I believe it was oh my god um, which is quite hysterical I don't know who it was <laughs> um, but it really it wasn't me but that is that's pretty damn funny if you ask me so uh, that was definitely a good memory too yeah, yeah. that's another thing I remember one day years ago I just got a, a letter in the mail and it was a bunch of temporary tattoos that Shannon had made and one was this old picture of your dad our uncle John who just turned 60, so happy birthday. But it happy was birthday. like this, it was basically like his equivalent to that picture of The Rock, um, with that picture of The Rock and like a turtleneck, like leading and stuff. It was basically the like his version of that. It was just this very 80s photo. And um, we were having dinner at uh, our grandma's house, and I was like, oh, I'm going to put on the tattoo, and then like kind of like, see if uncle john notices and um so i had it on my arm and then i uh like took my shirt off and i was like oh man it's hot in here i had an undershirt on. i was just like nude um and grandma spotted it before anybody else and she was like what is that like i i don't know like it's not like i can you know i'm gonna be buried in a jewish cemetery or anything like I, but she was mad, and then we uh, laughed about it. It's very like big mustache, and like he's just wearing like a white t-shirt. When was that? Like when did people just go around wearing white t-shirts? Yeah, it it was a really deep V. Also, that's what I remember from that shirt. Deep V-neck. Well, it was a status symbol. <laughs> nothing wrong with a deep V. Yeah, there's, no, there's a right. I there's personally a won't throw one on, but uh. Yeah, there is a few things probably. But and it's funny because that's another thing that we should bring up is again, a year ago to like to this day is when we really started as a as a family getting really into turtlenecks. Um like not like oh. into turtlenecks, but it was when we we were in the process of planning out the fact that we were all gonna wear matching turtlenecks um for Christmas and, and whatnot. And I actually went on a streak, I think um both the Party on the 23rd, the Christmas Eve party, and the beer bus. I think I went three for three on turtlenecks. I believe. Uh, maybe I didn't wear one on the beer bus, but there was definitely a lot of turtleneck action going on. A couple chains, um, some fancy suit jackets, uh, and a lot of a lot of blessing and praying um, and being blessed. It was such a humbling experience. It's such a humbling experience. It was a very humbling experience. Um, spending all that time with our family. Yes, bless. We are blessed. Um, yeah, we've definitely uh, we've definitely done our fair share of uh, interesting things. Andy, hmm. what else you got on the uh, on the agenda for today? Oh, I mean, we can we can start wrapping it up. I think, uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, it was good to have you on, Shannon, for like you know this Thanksgiving uh, yeah. episode. And uh, I'm glad you brought up Uncle Jack's because I really miss going there. That was a lot of fun. Um, just yeah, like. It was a long time ago, and uh, just, like, getting to be in, like, New York City and stuff, and um, you hear how, like, now 
and who knows like what's true. But you hear how now it's like turning back into like the seventies in New York City. Um, like that's so different from the one that we like. We went there, you know, like post all that stuff, uh, and uh, yeah, it's been like so long since I've been back there that. Before COVID, there were always things when, like, thinking about, like, going back about how a lot of things would be very similar. But now that's, like, definitely not the case. So, yeah. it's weird. But. Yeah, I wonder. I'll, I'll, have to find, um, I'll have to find the text from Kyle. But she, she found, like, an old essay that she wrote in, you know, fourth or fifth grade. She had to write a, biog- a biography about something, about someone. And uh, she wrote one about Uncle Jack. It's a great it, person to write a biography it's, it's really funny, you know, because it's just kid writing. And I can't remember what she says. She says something super blunt about, you know, his his dad dying or something oh. along those lines. It's yeah. really bad. You know how kids are. That, so. and that, well, I don't even know kids. I feel like that's actually I, – I feel like you hear stories about even like Aunt Sue was still not very good at breaking – breaking bad news to people oh, yeah, no. i don't know if you i remember yeah, yeah i remember that call yeah yeah um so i think that's just a family trait that we have um but yeah i was super excited shannon when andy uh said that you would be able to come on this week because i think that it kind of gave us an opportunity to all like catch up and especially coming towards a time where not only us like here but like everybody listening or anywhere really is usually all together with their family family and that's not really going to be possible for a lot of people this year so i was thankful to kind of get on and and be able to talk to somebody that wasn't andy and uh but that was still part of our family and i I am definitely going to miss seeing everybody and um i'm just i I don't know it's just i guess with thanksgiving coming up it's uh you kind of start realizing that this year the holidays are going to be different so everybody be thankful for uh what you can do though, I guess. And, um, sooner than later, we'll all get back together. Right. Yeah, for sure. I know. Thanks for having me on. It was fun to, to chat with you guys, with y'all. Yeah. With y'all. <laughs> all right. Well, take, take care in Florida. Thanks again for coming on. Andy. Love you. Love you too. Love both you guys. I usually I don't say that guys. to the guests. I'm going to start saying that to every guest actually. You I should. You. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Sam last week would have been into it. I feel like I could have gotten it yeah. from him. Yeah, you gotta share a little love. That's you know, that's all we got these days. So exactly. all right. Well everybody <laughs> have a good Thanksgiving. And yeah. um Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye.